The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Tired of diesel buses? Want more cycle lanes or bus lanes? Which projects do you want Auckland Transport to work on first? They need your opinion. So head to haveyoursay.at.govt.nz forward slash RLTP to do just that. Consultation closes on 17 June. Get in quick. Talo for lover. I'm Madeline Chapman, editor at The Spin-Off. If you have the means, consider supporting our high-quality journalism by becoming a Spin-Off member. Sign up now at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. Kia ora tato. this is a Gone By Lunchtime special edition uh, with Hayden Donnell. Hi Hayden. Kia ora. Uh, my name's Toby Manhire. On the decks is Tina Tiller. Hi Tina. Hi. Um, we will be back to normal service on Gone By Lunchtime I think next week. But for now we wanted to touch on the local elections for which results are expected on Saturday Hayden. So people can just relax lots of time to think about it right? No. Oh. Saturday afternoon is when the results will be announced, but it's a postal ballot across the country. So people, PSA, you have to post your voting papers by tomorrow, the 8th. What a stupid system. The actual election date is the 12th, but you have to post your things by four days earlier, the 8th, because postal cuts across the country mean that we need four days to deliver a letter now. Yeah, you've informed most of Morningside directly uh, right now, um, but other people will be listening to this when the podcast goes out. Tell us, what do you do if you don't make that Tuesday deadline for posting them via the occasional New Zealand Post service? Well, I just think, just first off, I won't apologise for being passionate about democracy, mm. and mm. I, I don't, I'm not taking that criticism mm-hmm. on board, mm-hmm. Editor Toby. Mm. But secondly, you can still cast a special vote. There will mm. be places in your council, ward or area or district where you can cast a special vote. Often it will be a library. Other times it will be a council service centre. In Auckland in particular, we're running one-stop shops. Mm. So they're at night markets, places like AUT. You can do it Rainbow Youth on Thursday. That's one I just read. And so that's where you can enrol and vote at the same time. So a special vote. Otherwise, if you do have your postal ballot but you forgot to put it in a post box... Mm. You can. There's still places, little boxes around the libraries, libraries, etc., where you can just drop your postal ballot in there, and it will still be counted. Um, I should say that this podcast is brought to you by Flick Electric, who are our beloved sponsors. Thanks, Flick. You can go through through any politics post and have a look at the offers on there. But the, as well as the wonderful people at Flick, the wonderful people called the Spinoff members have. bankrolled our local election section, which you've been working extremely hard on, Hayden. I thank you for that. Yes. Um, You've been um, going up and down the country. You've been monitoring everything. You've been sharing very much the nectar of truth with the people. Yes, I I have actually. I have been very generous with the nectar of truth. Um, So thanks to Spinoff members. If you want to have a look at Spinoff members and help keep us doing good stuff... I think that's the official script line, yeah. doing good stuff. Then please have a look at um, spin-off members. And you also get a free book. We've got a book coming out soon. 
Uh, yep, Toby's featured in the book. I'm featured in the book. Actual good writers are featured in the book. You'll get that if you sign up to be a member. Tina's in the book. You're in the book, Tina. I am in the book. Um, where were we? The turnout. How is it looking, turnout, for the local elections? Awful. Absolutely terrible. Mm. Terrible, terrible, terrible. The turnout's <coughs> poor even in the spin-off offices. Oh, dear. I did a little survey, and uh, Sam Brooks was one. He hasn't uh, done a vote. He, I was trying to help him cast a vote. Mm. Maria? Our bloody business editor Not hasn't voted. Not naming names, but you're naming names. Her voting papers are literally on her desk. Yeah, but it's still, it's a bit late in the piece, isn't it? Is it? Another one that I'm absolutely disgusted by is uh, our designer, Tina Tiller. Right. I'm not home all the time. Hasn't voted. I'm going to. I've been looking at policy. If you're having trouble, have a look at our site. Policy. Oh, wow. What, what is it that policy allows you to do, Tina? Have, looks, you, have it, you looked at policy? I have, thank you very much. <laughs> it lets you look. If you don't know what's happening, this will tell you what is going down. Who are you going to vote for? What they doing? What they stand for? You want to know? We got it for you. That is beautifully put. Thank you, Tina. I'm um, sorry for bringing our in-house disputes um, into the, this public. The, it's, the policy local is really genuinely fantastic. I used it last night. And I used the little function where you can click on the eyeball and not see the names of the candidates. Because you might get seduced by someone's very cool name or some affiliation or some... Like, you might particularly love just their face. You mm. might just go, I like that face. But you might instead not want to see the face because you're interested in the substance. You're a mm. substance I think man, of it man. as if, if I was doing a, a blind peanut or I was doing a peanut butter trial. Yes. You know, and I was trying to test craft versus other yes. brands. Um, if I knew the brand was craft, I'd immediately think, yes, I like that one because I know craft. Mm. But if you get, if you blindfolded me, maybe mm. I'd like picks better. Mm. Um, it's the, the K on craft. You like the you once wrote a piece about K bars and what the K stands for in K bars. Was it craft? It was absolutely not craft. I have some really bad news. If you do not want to know what the K and K bars stands for, turn off the post. Uh, turn off the podcast now and go. Well, don't turn it off. Just turn it off. Take off your just mute it. The K, turn it off. The K and K bars. Are you ready for this? Stands for quench with a K. Okay, you can, you can return disgusting. now. It's, I mean, it's true. It's it's one of the most disappointing moments of many New Zealanders' lives was reading that. Once again, Hayden delivering disappointment yeah. to the people of Aotearoa, New Zealand. Abysmal. As Jason Kerrison often said to me when I was up north recently for, a, for the Far North election, mm-hmm. that's abysmal. He uses the word abysmal a lot. Jason he's, Kerrison of Opshot. Tell us a bit more about Jason Kerrison. His he's he wants to build an airport out of hemp. So Jason Kerrison of Opshop is standing in the Far North District Council elections. I was just up there, so it's fresh in my mind. Mm. Uh, he is a real visionary guy. He he's lovely to talk to. He's lovely. He's very articulate, but he's also quite he's quite out there, I guess. So he's mm. building an industrial hemp farm on the outskirts of Kaitaia. Mm. Uh, and he has he wants a paradigm shifting economic transformation in the far north based on hemp. So mm. hemp has all of these different uses. You can make it into hempcrete, and he mo- wants to make an, an international airport in Kaitaia out of hempcrete. Hempcrete. Yes. He also is very into the blockchain, and he wants to put himself out of a business, out of out of a job in council in three years because he wants everyone to be making decisions on the blockchain. What about? 
The hemp chain. No, you're confu- no that you're confusing two things there, Toby. Uh, now, the, the hemp is very different. The hemp's more of a physical thing, and the blockchain's more of a okay. online sort of a... What about the block hemp? I feel like this is actually going to take quite a long time for me to explain this to you in a fulsome manner. I never really knew what Obchop was because who does who? It's a totally different band that does that song "Brimful of Asher." Right? Well, who does that song "Brimful of Asher"? Brimful of Asher on the. <laughs> who does that song? Are you looking it up, Tina? Brimful of Asher on the. What is it? Are they, is that corner shop? Yes. So, uh, it's really funny because a lot of the time, Toby, I don't realise how old you are, but then just little moments like these, you can just see a glimmer of exactly mm, what the situation is. Mm, mm. Um, we started in Northland. What else is – you've been up there. You, Hayden's actually – it pains me to say it, but Hayden has written an excellent feature on the contest going up, uh, on up in the far north. Mm. Give us a little TLDR on the rest of that, Hayden. Okay, so the guy up there is John Carter. He's been the mayor up there. He's a National Party guy. Uh, he's been up there for six years, contesting him this year as a whole suite of people, a record 11 people. But one of the most notable ones is Jay Heppy. So Jay Heppy is a former gang leader for the Tribesmen, mm. the Rebels Motorcycle Club. But he turned his life around. Now he's a paragon of the community, etc. But he turned his life around mm. using Destiny Church's Man Up program. So, he's sort of the Tamakis have been supporting him. You know, they've got all of these sort of destiny volunteers on the ground. They're trying to shuttle people into the Jay Hippie campaign. Mm. Uh, so that's a little bit of a controversial thing. But he's quite he's quite um, a cool guy. He 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 seems like a really lovely guy. It's just this kind of quite odd association with the Tamakis. Mm. Um, but he has a point that maybe, like, there's this huge Māori population in the far north and they haven't really been represented by the council or, or, or national politics, really. And he's trying to get them into voting. And it's a bit of a... It's a desperate cause because there's quite a few disenfranchised people, but he's doing uh, God's work. And John Carter is the incumbent up there, yeah? Yes. National Party John Carter. So John Carter famously, I mean, he's quite he's quite well liked. He's quite a jocular guy, but he did a terrible thing in the nineties where he called up John Banks's talkback radio mm. show and pretended to be a I'm doing quote marks workshy Marty mm. called Hone. Mm. Uh, and so that made international headlines. It was one of his most notable things. Now he's a mayor in one of the most um, high percentage Māori districts. Mm. And a few other interesting candidates up there too. Sue Bradford is standing for... Tahiku Ward, which is the northernmost ward in the country. There's some amazing kind of green candidates that are standing like quite... I mean, Kirsten's one of them. Sue Bradford is another. Uh, there's a... Uh, a young lawyer called Sasha Kearney Yanker, who's mm-hmm. quite progressive. Um, <laughs> another Green MP, David Clendon, standing in one of the wards. They have all these guys. Dave Hookway is a prominent. A lot of character. Daves. Yeah, there's all these guys and, and, and women up there that are quite, they're quite interesting. And they seem like there's a lot of old guard in the far north that they have to take out and they, they're making a go of it. There's, Billions of candidates. Sliding down the country from the north to uh, Auckland, I mean, the far north debate, uh, debate, the far north race, forgive me, looks 
like it more interesting than the Auckland one? Is that is that fair? I don't. I mean, I don't want to be dismissive of it, but I mean, did the Auckland mayoral debate particularly ever really develop into something that was properly interesting? It looked like it might at least be quite a close contest. Do you think that John Tamahiri's remark at that uh, debate, at the pub debate where he said Sig Heil was damaging? I mean, no, someone like Matthew Hooten, for example, mm. felt that his challenge at that point was pretty much over. I think, I mean... To me, it wasn't that surprising, but it felt like the wind went out of the sails at that moment because I guess the fear with John Tamahiri is that he'd go back to his old kind of controversial, saying silly stuff Mm. ways, Mm. and like that did it. And so maybe that deflated their efforts to kind of reassure the conservative right-wingers across the city that he's the right man to lead. And whether that was the moment, whether it will be closer than it, Seems it's going to be, uh, I don't know, but also there's sort of whispers as well coming out of uh, particularly the Goff camp that they've done polling, but they're not releasing it. Hmm. But the reason that they're not releasing it is that they think it will actually deflate their vote because they're so far ahead. Yeah. This that's may all, or may not be true. I'm just with, doing rumours. Um, uh, it's... It's it's certainly uh, the case that I mean there have been twenty debates or something like that, like so many more than in any any other part of the country, as far as I can see. Way and they're more. just punishing, and, and they they, we, they they certainly punished you. You had to attend quite a few of them, and I can see the kind of life disappear from your eyes over mm. the course of the campaign. But that's astute. That's an astute observation. The um, or maybe that was just spending time with with us that did that to you. It was a little bit of everything. Um, the the Tamahiri approach. Kind of almost unabashedly, you can see that the strategy is you've got to get cut through. You've got to say some things that are going to get some attention. We want to be against the status quo. We want to mix things up a bit. That's what Auckland needs. So, yeah, we'll say some things that will get some attention. And, and, and Tamahiri has pretty much acknowledged that or in the debates that I, that I saw. He wasn't desperate to get into the detail so much as saying the, the orthodoxy can't hold. Yeah, I think it's straight. I mean, I maybe he says that, but I also just think that that and Matt McCartan acknowledges this that 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 John just can't help it if he can see a thing that might be like a little bit borderline, a little bit uh, offensive. Uh, this is why he said Zeke Hale. Mm. He just can't help it. It's fun for him mm. to go there. It makes it more interesting to him. I think he's bored if he doesn't do Fly that. Fly towards the sun. Yeah, he loves to just be just close to the line, and sometimes he steps over it. But I think his strategy in general is to sidle up alongside every special interest group, every angry group in the city, everyone mm. that's dissatisfied at council, and say, I'm on your side. Mm. And those are often the older, wider conservative people, and they're, they're, they're often got quite strident campaigns, I think, of maybe Chamberlain Park, where they've done, like, chainsaws, stopped a chainsaw massacre with tr- crosses over the trees of the golf course mm. that's going to be divided. Anyway, he, he does that. And then his second part of the pitch is also, I've got this uh, base in West Auckland, and, and I'm Marty. You know, I, 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 I hope that I can get some of just uh, people in South and West Auckland to vote for me. 
Just we've 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 got um, for anyone who is in Auckland. Um, hopefully, the rest of the country hasn't tuned out yet. Um, we have on the site tomorrow. We're talking on. We're talking today on Monday on the site tomorrow morning. We've got a sort of last pitch from Tamahiri and Goff, uh, including Tamahiri saying that kind of starts off by saying the spin-off sucks, really. Yes. Um, which is, I mean, he's not, not, all, he's, he's I mean, not all wrong, It's is he? quite hard to debate him on that point, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I, mean, it, it? I mean, he did devote quite a lot of his column to owning me, mm. and uh, I think that that's, that's a legitimate... Uh, he's speaking to, a, to quite a large constituency. Quite a broad in, in audience, yeah. I would say, um, there. Okay, so look out for those on the website. Let's keep uh, shuttling south. Mm. You went to Hamilton. Love it in Hamilton. Much more encouraging than Auckland. You went to a debate there a few weeks ago. Was that the one? It was Mike McRoberts chairing that yes. one? Yes. Mike McRoberts took a day off the news so that he could chair a debate on the Hamilton City mm. Council. Mm. And he grilled all the all the candidates and all that. It's, a, it's not the most obvious choice, but a lot makes a lot more sense than another debate that I think they were, had planned in Hamilton and it may be happening around now and which was being chaired by John Tamahele. Yeah, which so that's, a, that's a Hamilton Chamber of Commerce like debate. Like an administrative error. Yeah, uh, I don't know because the guy the, who's the head of the Chamber of Commerce down there ran for mayor unsuccessfully last time. Mm. It seems maybe a little bit of a crackpot. And now John Tamahele is chairing the mayoral debate. I'm not sure that John Tamahiri knows what the issues are in Hamilton, to no, be honest. It's no. a weird choice, to yes. be honest, but um, it's an interesting one. The I might debate, send someone along. The, the debate you did go to, though, it actually seemed like some quite interesting people on show. For a, for, 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 for a local body that is quite often um, described and not without evidence as having some of the more alarming people associated with it, it sounds as though it was a reasonably constructive debate. Yeah, so I mean, Hamilton has some of the worst councillors in the country. There's no denying it. James Casson, who was on the stage, is the one who said that every tear shed for victims of the Christchurch massacre was sort of wasted and shouldn't be. It was quite bad. He's sort of mm. called refugees scum. He's a rates hawk. He was on stage. He's contesting mayor. Um, but there's also some interesting people. Louise Hutt is a 26-year-old progressive, and she... Uh, I guess maybe an analogous campaign might be Chloe Swarbrick's campaign. Um, she doesn't quite have the same momentum, but she has some of the same progressive ideas that she's putting on the table. Yeah. And she's advocating for youth, which needs to happen. It's a very young city, and it hasn't got young people representing it, just like a lot of places around the country. Like the spinoff. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, who's who's cheering this podcast mm. right now? Brimful um, of Usher on the <laughs> op shop. It looks like Paula Southgate might win that election. She's... um. She's just she's she's a reason, she's a kind of I think probably centre leftish kind of a candidate, right. but she voted against a rates rise recently, which was to improve a bunch of infrastructure that was run down, and that rates rise was advocated for by the mayor Andrew King, who's a weird compelling figure. Yeah, I find him quite odd. He's this Christian conservative associated with quite a Pentecostal church down there. You know, he is sort of into running council like a business and all that sort of stuff. But also he's sort of, um, he put up the rates a lot because he's like, well, the city's run down. needs to be, you know, which is not a rates hawk kind of right wing position. Uh, He bought properties in the center of the town because he wants to turn it into public facilities. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's very big on Māori representation. He put in Māori seats on the council committees. Uh, and there's one other thing that I found surprising about him, but I can't remember. But he, yeah, he's this odd collection of. of um, 
I've never met a man who I felt was just more certain of everything. Everything is just a... He didn't seem to have an ideology so much as he was just like, well, this makes sense. I'm going to do it this way. Mm. Mm. He was it was oddly soothing to listen to yeah, because he's just like, I'm going to do this that. and this and this. Like, and that that's is quite reassuring, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I felt like joining a religion. Uh, I thought you already... By him. Right. No, I'm not. A new one. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, the... The Hamilton mayoral race, mm-hmm. is that STV or first past the post? It's first past the post, but interestingly... So that, 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 that favours Andrew King, right? He'll win. No, Paula Southgate looks like she's going to win. No, Andrew King won. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, the Chamber of Commerce polls had Paula at 20% and him at 15 so those are the top two. Yep. And Angela, Angela O'Leary is the other one who might get there, and she's at like 12 or something. But that is a good example of where STV, single transferable vote, would make sense. if you The idea that you could become mayor off the back of 20%, 20%. of people, which by my calculations is one in five, mm. uh, that's a bit ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, and it's a stupid thing. And actually, probably in this in this case, the right wing of the city is the one being screwed, which is unusual, because Angela O'Leary and Andrew King are both right wing. <coughs> And they would have a combined more support than Paula mm. Southgate, but she is ahead. So STV, and actually all of the candidates on stage, bar Andrew King at that debate, favoured a change to STV. So it looks okay. like they probably will. Um, well, that's because he's going to win under the current system, right? Yeah, like well, I he said. did win under the current system. Yeah, he's going to win this time as well, isn't he? No. Um, <laughs> for the, let's go to Porirua. Porirua. Alex Bray has been... Alex Bray has been treading the tarmac for us in the Wellington region lately. He relocated with his bulletin empire to uh, the Harbour City capital, Wellington. He seems to be slowly unravelling down there right. in the capital. Is yeah. he? Yes. I think he's I'm, all right. I'm, like, I'm, on a, I'm just getting that vibe and maybe I'm right. projecting. Yeah, yep. I think you're projecting. He's fine. I'm certainly slowly unravelling up here. Uh, I wouldn't say slowly. The he did a really interesting piece which we published on the weekend about the Porirua race. Mm. Tell us a little bit about that. Give us, give us, give us the the kind of nutshell on the Porirua race. I guess the main thing that you need to know about the Porirua race is that the the um, the mayor Mike Tana is. How do you say it when you when you're when you're under fire? You're, you're in battle. He's under fire. He, he's under beleaguered. fire. He's, he's beleaguered. Beleaguered or he's in battle. Beleaguered. The, the, he's, so he's gone through the tell the tell adjectives. Yeah. Even before Alex's story, he'd gone through a bunch of expenses scandal. You might remember the thing that happened to him where his family still lives in Rotorua, mm. but he promised to move them down there, mm. but he's kept them up there because they're caring for his sick father, and everyone kind of sided with Mike Tana. And then there were yeah there were but sort of counterattacks that, that was being weaponized. Blah blah blah. Different things mm. keep coming out about Mike mm. Tana even this embattled, family thing embattled polarising staff repeatedly raised concerns about his expenses mm. and now the, the, his expenses have been referred to police because of several times apparently where he filled up his car you know twice in two days sort of thing yeah yeah and so Anna Coffey one of the um, one of the mayoral candidates down there has been tweeting about it saying you know it's a grotesque misuse of public funds that wasn't a direct quote from Anna I could get her direct quote no it's okay it's okay I mean I think I think I think I think let's 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 keep moving um um, because Tina's nodding off but the 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 potter I'm so into it I'm just like I just want to impart this information but I can only imagine just how an ordinary everyday New Zealand would would respond the the potter race really is interesting and potter itself is fascinating um uh, people who are familiar with Wellington region may not 
know a great deal about Porirua, but it is an absolutely fascinating kind of, I was going to say microcosm, but that's probably not right. But um, as Alex sort of touches on in the piece, and the, the, the stories that are in Porirua are really the stories of New Zealand in a way, I think, um, in terms of the makeup of the place, the economic, socioeconomic realities. It's fascinating. Yes, so I guess they're on the cusp of a bunch of things, right? They have this lots this, of cusping. They've got a lot of cusps going on there. Really you know, cusping. they have this. Uh, they they do have some poverty, but they've also got this influx of cash that's coming in mm. from people buying a home there. You know, they're kind of on the up, but they've got these struggles, and you know, they have a mayor who's filling up his car too much. There's all all sorts of things that are relatable. <laughs> um, uh, read that along with um, the rest of the Hayden Donnell pop-up local elections coverage brought to you by spin-off members. Where should we go next? Wellington, just give us one line. I mean, Wellington, we've done a fair bit on. Andy Foster is running the Peter Jackson campaign. Yes. Seems unlikely to unseat Justin Lester. It looks like Justin Lester's just going to win, right? But they do have STV, so who who knows what could happen? Who knows what could happen? But it's probably going to be Justin Lester. Christchurch. Um... Leanne Dalziel Leanne will win at, 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 at a slow canter. But I do mm-hmm. want to highlight something that one of her opponents has said, Daryl Park. Yes. Uh, he wants to halt the Christchurch Cathedral rebuild and instead build there a new wonder of the world that would be on every credit card. Monorail? Very much so. We forgot during Auckland to talk about Craig Lord because that has been the It's not really a monorail, though, is it? During the debate, watching Craig Lord slowly become... Uh, an incra- a crazed conspiracy theorist. He's in, on about Century Twenty One now. Craig, Craig agenda. He's now he's agenda now 21. investigating Century Agenda Twenty One. He's convinced that climate change is a hoax. He's tweeting about that a lot. Mm. This is an Auckland mayoral candidate, probably third in the race, called Craig Lord. And and if anything, Craig Lord is going to spoil John Tamahiri's <laughs> chances, which is a very funny outcome. I guess. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. see about that. I don't. But back to Cathedral Square. Sorry, back to Christchurch. You were saying <laughs> what? What is, what is this Dean thing me planning? Uh, so he wants to build in place of the Christchurch Cathedral uh, a new wonder of the world um, that would be on every credit card. I guess the picture of this wonder would be on every credit card in the world. What is it? You keep. You, I keep feeling like you're setting up to say what I it is. I don't know it what it is. He's what just the said that he's going to build a, a wonder of the world, like a helter skelter. Or well, a, I guess it would just maybe be a Taj spire. Mahal. It could be a spire. It could be a right. big elephant. Okay. I don't know. Like, what would you build if you were building some gardens, some very lovely gardens? Maybe he'll recreate the pink terraces. Mm. It's going to be on every credit card. It mm. could be, mm. I guess, a big dollar sign that's maybe 400 feet high. Mm. Uh, it could It could be maybe, uh, ironically, a statue of Leanne Dalziel. What uh, about a statue of the wizard? Because everyone in Christchurch loves the idea that their city is represented by... Or understood by people outside the city to be represented by the wizard, don't they? What I maybe maybe if he could actually make whatever he constructs their magic as a tribute to the wizard. I don't know. I'm just passing on what I've heard. This is objective reporting, and that's what I'm trying to do. Dunedin. What a, what a race, guys. Oh, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're almost at the end of the country. We're at Dunedin. Don't worry. Keep going. Woo. It's Dunedin, good. Dunedin, there's a lot going on in Dunedin. I have um, many friends and family in Dunedin, um, most of whom 
when asked about the local elections there, mm. sigh for several minutes. It's amazing just how far away echo from of you. A head hitting a desk. How far away from you your family has moved. It's almost like they've tried to get uh, as far away uh, from you as possible. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about it that way, but. Uh, the Dunedin local election is, uh, we did a rating, sort of a snake rating of all of the politicians involved. There's just been a lot of mud slung. Yes. It's like a filthy pit of hogs much down there. Mud slingery. Uh, very much, very much less cuspery. More, 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 sling, mu- more slinging. Slingery, more sling, slingering sling, and more less um, cusping. Uh, so, I mean, uh, uh, without going into too many of the details, all of the candidates were asked in a mural debate who would be their number two choice for mayor. Mm. Uh, Jim O'Malley, technically a progressive and a greenie, mm. picked the ultra-right-wing councillor Lee Van Der Vis as his, I'm not sure I'm saying that right, Van Der Vee, mm. uh, as his number two choice. Mm. And so that set off a, just a, a flurry of recriminations. Mm, a you could only call it a flurry of recriminations. Among the beleaguered council. So he obviously has these. fallen out with Aaron Hawkins, who he says has a very bad cackle. He doesn't like Aaron's <laughs> cackle. Uh, you, yes, like that. Awful. And we have verified that Aaron's cackle is actually quite unnerving. We've verified that with a former flatmate. Uh, and so, there, but there's a whole bunch of people hassling each other down there about various things. Claire Curran's got involved. She's mm-hmm. against O'Malley. Mm. Well, you know, um, I, don't, I mean, I think Dave she, yes. she said she'd Darren been misrepresented by some of the reporting. I mean, Claire Curran. Anyway, let's not. Scout, Scout, yeah. Barbara Evans. Mm. Is, Lots uh, of they people. said that uh, all, they have a problem with uh, Aaron. Great city. Oh, a lot of a lot of stuff going on there. There's also also some issues, some um, policies. Oh yes, and issues. Lots of issues. Um, I mean, the final the final um, thing we should say really is that um, there's Tim Shadbolt, mm-hmm. of course, down in uh, in Chicago. But yeah. even more importantly, uh, I mean, one of the one of the greatest politicians New Zealand has seen, standing for the. Otago District Council is it Michael Laws? Yes. I mean, what can you, there's nothing you can say really except um, Michael Laws. Otago Regional Council, Michael Laws. Michael Laws. Can you say Michael Laws, Dina? Michael Laws. Thank you. Say um, it a little bit, Michael Laws. Like it's kind of dejected. Why? I thought he was a good man. I thought it was, I thought you did great. I thought yeah. you did great. Yeah, you did great. I'll talk to you after. Um, he's former mayor of Whanganui, um, and I will just say before we go, because we're nearly done, because um, this is really just a promotional exercise for the um, magnificent content range across a range of platforms from Hayden to Nell, including uh, you staged a debate with Hamish McDool, who is mm. standing uncontested, one of a number of races that are uncontested. Hamish McDool, no one wanted to stand up and take him on in the mayoral contest for Whanganui and you, Hayden Donnell, in the cause of democracy, yeah. uh, got him up on a laptop and... On Skype. And and made him... I humiliated him. You, really. Well, I mean... I wiped the floor uh, uh, um, with his democratic butt. Um, I mean, I did, I did... I was there, so I wouldn't necessarily characterise it as... You have your quite, opinion... I yep. have the truth. Mm. What I did is I debated Wanganui's mayor, Hamish McDool, and he came out 
second best, but only because there's only two of us. Otherwise, he would have been last best. Right. Again, I don't think that's necessarily um, the objective. I mean, it was close. It was a close run thing. I mean, he knew more about things than you did. Yeah, but did he have the spirit? Mm. The answer is probably no. The, the, in, the, 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 the interesting thing about this, the, the, the debate belies a darker truth, mm-hmm. which is that nearly one in five elections across New Zealand are uncontested. Mm. So they only have the number of candidates necessary to fill the seats there are, so one from there, whatever. Um, it's really bad. That's really bad. Nearly one in five where there's really no dem- democracy. And there's actually elections where, like, there's actually just positions that are unfilled, so not enough candidates to even fill the number of positions available. And that seems bad, especially when coupled with our 43% turnout last election, which is undoubtedly going to be lower this time around. So local not, not after this podcast, Aiden. local democracy is in this, trouble. Yeah, this is where everything changes. I mean, if you've gotten to this point of the podcast, you're get probably ready, not New Zealand part of Post. the problem. <laughs> get, get ready if you have got this far in the podcast. We thank you. Yeah, from the very bottom of our hearts. Let's face it, you're probably already uh, voted. You're probably on a campaign. Podcast team. has been brought to you by Flick Electric, by spinoff members. Um, by Tina, by Hayden, by me, Toby. We'll be back soon with Gone by Lunchtime with Annabelle and Ben. And we'll go out on uh, Hayden with an impassioned uh, call to action on the part of the people of New Zealand to vote. Go to the library and cast your vote. Kia ora e te iwi, te Aihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.